Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. My name is Mark Morell, also known as Mark Knight. I am one half of the most illustrious tag team in all of the podcasting world. Along with Dietrich Davis, we are the iconoclasts of this wrestling shit. I do the international stuff for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, DDT, National Wrestling Alliance. Dietrich handles all of the WWE, AEW, NXT, and Impact information. I welcome you to this special edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am going to talk about wrestling, but as I get ready to do that, I'm also going to talk about some things in my personal life. But before we do that, I want to uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict. And we thank you guys for tuning in and uh, giving us your support. We appreciate all of the listeners who support our efforts. And we're going to get into this right away. A lot of things have been taking place in uh, the world of wrestling. I want to talk about Thunder Rosa, who will be making her All Elite Wrestling debut as the National Wrestling Alliance Women's World's Champion, as she is set to take on Hikaru Shida, who is the AEW World Women's Champion. She is the third holder of that title, whereas Thunder Rosa is the second holder of the NWA World's Women's Championship since the belt has been reactivated since last year on the modern stage. Um, I also got to make reference about Jazz and um, a couple of other women who were the NWA Women's Champion, but Thunder Rosa, uh, the first Mexican-American-born Women's Champion, who's also a holder of numerous titles around the world, will be challenging the incredible Hikaru Shida in a match for the for the AEW World Title at um, All Out 2, and I think it's going to be a very fantastic match. This has been a dream match for Hikaru Shida, and I think probably for most of the wrestling fans, because finally... Um, for the number of fans who used to tune in to NWA Power or have ever watched an NWA uh, event, the last few events that was done uh, last year and earlier this year before the close of the COVID-19 pandemic, Hikaru Shida, um, who beat Nyla Rose for the title, has been running through everybody on that roster and uh, she needs a challenge. And I think this might be something to be done until when Britt Baker um, gets through with her feud with Big Swole. Um, it would be interesting to see Thunder Rosa, who ran through pretty much everyone on the NWA roster, have the opportunity to perhaps add the AEW title to her impressive resume. Uh... She has a blend of technical wrestling, the Lucha Libre style, and she is an accomplished mixed martial artist. 
she's done pretty well she's fought in combates um usa and uh she's been doing pretty well for herself she's wrestled in japan so she's very familiar with the pro wrestle style the joshi pro wrestle style and i think that this matchup this weekend is going to be a match to look forward to seeing um like i said i know dietrich handles all of the AEW stuff but I had to talk about that because this featured not only a Japanese wrestler who is the AEW Women World's Champion but it's the fact that she's also taking on the National Wrestling Alliance uh, Women's Champion and I think that it's going to be a phenomenal match let's get into uh, some things from uh, New Japan Strong I have been slacking for the last couple of weeks as we all know, Kenta, Little K, had won the New Japan USA Cup. He is now the number one challenger to John Moxley and the IWGP United States Championship. I told everybody in a previous episode that if you want to build a star to represent the brand... Kenta is your guy. As he pretty much is like the number two guy for the American version of the Bullet Club representing the group here in the United States for New Japan Strong Matches. I would definitely love to see Kenta become the U.S. champion, not taking anything away from John Moxley because John Moxley um, has yet to defend the title only because he can't go to Japan at this moment due to the country being closed. They're not allowing um, people from the United States and Europe and other places to come into Japan at this moment. And this brings up a very interesting dilemma. Although John Moxley cannot defend the IWGP championship on U.S. soil as far as U.S. television because New Japan Strong, they um, record from uh, goddamn Van Noys or whatever. And uh, they shoot at the studio where they do championship wrestling from Hollywood. John Moxley cannot go there to defend his title. But what an apropos proposal I have in my brain. What if Kenta, what if he successfully retains his contract against Jeff Cobb? Could it be possible that maybe that Tony Khan would be allowed to broker a deal with the representative of New Japan of America and would allow for either Jeff Cobb if he is successful in winning the contract from Kenta if he can go and challenge 
John Moxley for the U.S. Championship, and the U.S. Championship is defended on AEW television. And perhaps maybe Jeff Cobb might become champion, or Kenta is successful in retaining the contract, and he is allowed to go on AEW television and issue the challenge to John Moxley for the IWGP US Championship and that the title could be defended on AEW television. That would be a very good position and proposition. But the okay would have to be given by Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Nick and Matt Jackson. I think that this would be a superstar dream match to see Kenta on television in the U.S. once again representing New Japan and showing everybody what WWE had missed out on as it relates to the in-ring ability of Kenta and him being the star that they missed out on. Let's talk about Yano Toru becoming the king of pro wrestling 2020 provisional champion. Last week, Kenta, I mean not to say Kenta, got Kenta on my brain. Yano Toru defeated Kazuchika Okada, Sonata, and El Desperado in a fatal four-way with a low blow and rolling up Kazuchika Okada to win the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2020 Championship. It was a trophy, and the trophy will be defended throughout the rest of this year and then the following year, the King of Pro Wrestling matches reset and different wrestlers will be allowed to challenge or compete to become the next champion or to defeat the current champion to win the trophy. Now, this, technically speaking, would be the first singles title for Yano Toro if many of you have ever followed Yano Toro's career Yano Toro has held numerous tag team championships he has been a tag team wrestler but he's been a threat to singles champions for quite some time for example he was a threat to MVP when MVP became the first ever IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion in 2011 and towards the end of that uh, match, when MVP had his press conference, Yano Toro attacked him and clipped the tail end of his cornrows, which entail calls for MVP to get a brand new makeover to the current hairstyle that he has right now. So Yano Toro has been a threat to the singles titles in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Most notably, he has been a threat to Hiroshi Tanahashi at the time 
when he was the IWGP heavyweight champion. Where he stole the title and he put on tape why WGP for Yano Wrestling Grand Prix um, heavyweight champion, which was a very good feud. And it lasted for a couple of months. And at the time, he you know he stole the belt and did all sorts of things, and um, it made Yano a favorite to me. So it's interesting now that Yano is the um, King of Pro Wrestling 2020 champion, and I look forward to seeing what he's going to do with that title in his possession. Shingo Takagi lost the. Never open weight championship to Minoru Suzuki at the Jingu Stadium show this past Saturday. Also, by the way, Yano won that trophy at the uh, Jingu Stadium show uh, this past weekend. And this marks for Minoru Suzuki the second run making him a two-time never open weight champion. Minoru Suzuki is very impressive, has always been impressive. Shingo Takagi, always been impressive. I didn't realize how impressive Shingo Takagi was when I looked back at some old ROH footage when uh, he and his partner from Dragon Gate came in and won the ROH World Tag Team Championships. Shingo has been collecting titles for a long, long time. When he came in uh, a year, year and a half ago, when he joined Los Ingrenobles de Japón, I sensed right there that this cat was going to be something to reckon with. And he came in in 2018. And this is when um, Hiromu was out with the uh, with the broken neck. I, I knew that Shingo was going to be something. He was going to be uh, a guy to keep your eye on. And... Um, him losing the never open weight championship um it's not going to hurt him i think he probably will regain it back but i want to see minoru suzuki take on some people i want to see him defend his title against some guys uh and do some real shit that's what i want to see happen i want to see him defend the never open weight title against Kazuchika Okada. I want to see Taguchi Ryusuke get a crack at that never open weight championship. I want to see Kota Ibushi get a shot at that title. In fact, I want to see Yota Suji and um, Yuya Amura get cracks at that title. I want to see Tanahashi get a shot at that title. Even though, granted, I mentioned the two young lions, Yurimura and um, Suji. I would love to see that happen just to see how these guys can graduate to the next level. And by them going against Minoru Suzuki, it will take them over the top. But one person I would love to see challenge for that title is Okada. But right now, Okada will be focusing on the 
next series of matches that he is going to be involved in, which will revolve around the never six-man tag team titles. As he, Yano Toru, and Sho will be challenging their fellow Chaos brothers, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. This will be the first title defense for that variant of the Chaos team to take on this variant of the Chaos team. It's going to be very interesting to see this dynamic take place. This will be the first title defense for Team Chaos in a rematch against Team Chaos. Sho had to relinquish the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title as Yo has been out on injury for the last couple of months since the return of uh, New Japan back in June. Rapongi 3K have not been able to defend the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title. So it was announced at the press conference that took place that there will be a round-robin tournament to, con to determine the brand new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And as this match gets ready to take place, the participants in the tournament are as follows. Um, I am going to bring up the information right now as to who will be in the tournament. Uh, we know for a fact that um, Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi are involved. As a matter of fact, yes. Um, we have Master Wato and Raguchi Tugusuke. They're going to be involved in the tournament. Uh, Yoshinabu Kanamaru and uh, El Desperado will be involved in the tournament. Uh, the new junior heavyweight champion, Taiji Ishimori and Gato are going to be involved in this tournament. And it's going to be a round robin uh, style, super junior style tournament where the winner with the most points will be the one to capture the junior heavyweight tag team championships. Speaking of champions, we have a brand new double crown champion. After weeks of the of craziness, once Evil won the title at the New Japan Cup final, the day after. Naito Tetsuya lost the championships and um, has pretty much spent a month chasing after the championship title. Well, this past weekend, Naito Tetsuya became, for the second time, double crown champion, making him the holder of the IWGP championship for the third time. And making him a five-time intercontinental champion in the process. Now, he during the press conference, he had made reference about the shows taking place the way that they did, that they would love to do more. He would love to participate in more outdoor shows 
for New Japan Pro Wrestling in the near in the future. He would love to participate in that. He enjoyed that. In fact, he made it on um, the cover of Tokyo Sports Weekly with uh, with the victory. It was a kind of a WrestleMania style um, victory for him. As they were outdoors, they had the fireworks go off after he cut his promo, did the roll call and stuff like that. And uh, after being presented the two championship belts. At the press conference, one of the interesting things that Naito brought to the table was the position of the Intercontinental and IWGP championships. He mentioned that how as champion he's willing to do two of the following things and it has to be on the call of the chairman of New Japan Pro Wrestling that is one allow him to defend the title separately whether it has to be two nights or work um, two matches in one night or whatever um, just as long as he's able to to do just that he would love to do that and I think that um, that's what's going to happen I would like to see that as what it is so that's the skinny of that the other proposal is if they're going to unify the belt then what they should do is create a new title and make it one belt where it represents both the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight Championships so that it can be just that. It would be interesting to see how that turns about. It would be very interesting. I would truthfully like to see Naito defend the titles separately so that you can build up new champions and new challengers to compete for the title because in some cases you got some guys that are not ready to become IWGP heavyweight champion you have some guys that are not ready to become intercontinental champion but you may in some different order of the game you may have some guys that are prepared to do both and it would be cool to see if Naito has what it takes to defend both championships on those different levels. It would be really kick-ass to see if Naito can be the fighting champion that he can be while being able to defend these titles separately. Most people don't really get a chance to see this. And I think that it would be really great to see Naito in that position. Or, if Chairman Shigabayashi feels that the title needs to be one separate belt where it represents both championships as a unified title, then by all means, do that. Because what happens now is, if Naito is to be called the unified champion, 
this now may leave some room to truly see who can really challenge him and go after the title. Because if you want to be honest, if you want me to be honest, the main challenger for the IWGP heavyweight title is in the U.S., and that's Jay White. I think the challenger for the Intercontinental Championships is also here in the United States as well. And those guys include Jeff Cobb, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. I would also go on the limb to say Tamatonga. Gotta add him to the mix. Brody King. You gotta throw him in the mix. Uh, if you can, Flip Gordon will probably make a worthy challenger to the Intercontinental title. Maybe Jeff Cobb can be a worthy contender to the IWGP championship. Maybe King. How about Jay Lethal? That is if Jay Lethal is um, back to 100% in fighting form and he's able to compete for the, um, the title. See, these are just all ideas that I have in my head. All ideas that I have inside of my head. Or maybe even Moxley could probably get a, an IWGP uh, heavyweight title shot somewhere down the road. Maybe um, Minoru Suzuki. That is the only title that he has yet to win, ladies and gentlemen. He's won the Intercontinental title. He's won the Never Open Weight Tag the never open weight title twice I think he was never six man tag team champion he has been uh, IWGP heavyweight champion definitely yes I remember him being the intercontinental champion but he has yet to win the IWGP heavyweight title and or the US title so hopefully before Minoru retires he gets that one run as the IWGP champion, making him the next wrestler to have hold all of the top Japanese singles and tag team championships. Taji Ishimori also won the junior heavyweight championship for the second time in his career. Now, Taiji Ishimori has been an impressive wrestler with New Japan Pro Wrestling and the Bullet Club for about two years. Taiji Ishimori coming from Pro Wrestling Noah, representing the Bullet Club very, very strongly. It would be cool to see what he does as the junior heavyweight champion. He has guys like uh, Kanemaru on his tail. He has Bushi on his tail. He has Master Wato on his tail. He has... Uh, to Gucci on his tail. He has El Desperado on his tail. He has a lot of guys that are coming after him in that junior heavyweight title. And of course, you know, Hiromu definitely wants another crack at that boat. And if Dragon Lee or Ryu Lee can make the comeback into Japan, I would love to see him get an opportunity at that title as well so we'll just have to wait and see 
what goes on with that. And now that I talked about everything going on in the wrestling world, I would like to take this time out right here on this episode of Wrestlers with Experience to dedicate this episode to my grandmother. A week and a half ago, my grandmother passed away from pneumonia. My grandmother was a very special and dear woman. My grandmother taught me values. My grandmother taught me the sense of family. My grandmother taught me the sense of spirituality and rationalism. Whenever things was getting crazy and chaotic in my life, or whatever my grandma was always there for me my grandma was there for me in all of my achievements and even at my failure my grandmother has always been there for the entire family not just myself but for the entire family and I'm talking her kids like my mother my two aunts my uncle and all of their kids my grandmother has been there for all of the grandkids I think there's about like nine grandkids in total my grandmother also had um, I'll probably say about like um, a bunch of uh, nieces and nephews She had uh, two nephews. Actually, I'm wrong. She had four nephews, my grandmother, which included my cousin Otis, my cousin Dom, Edwin Jr., my cousin Joseph, and my cousin Ernest. Um, she also has... Several grand nieces, which includes um, my cousin Danielle, who I would, who I'm hoping to get to know and get familiar with, and my cousin Jeanette, uh, my cousin Debo, uh, Damien, who I'm hoping to become familiar with, and uh, my cousins Jason and Michael. My grandmother also has 20 plus great grandkids, but she also, well, like I said, she has nine grandkids, four grandsons, actually five grandsons, excuse me, five grandsons and four granddaughters. She has over 20 plus great grandkids. And she has 
off the record. She has... five great-grandkids. If I got my mathematics right. Five great-great-great-grandkids. As I sat here and I think about this right now, you know, I'm sad that my grandmother's gone. And it hurts that she's gone. Physically. It's been a burden on me emotionally. I know that um, in most cases, you know, your closest friends, your peoples, they'll check in on you and they'll say, hey, man, you know, if you need to take it easy, take a break, uh, do what you got to do. We'll carry the load from here. And you just got to um, rock with it and get yourself back into form mentally and emotionally when you have the moment and the opportunity to I just needed to get back into doing something that I know that I care about and that was to jump on this here uh, microphone and talk about professional wrestling my grandmother fostered and believed in all of my endeavors and steps my grandmother has supported me in the toughest times of my life and she has supported me in the brightest times of my life and I am so grateful and thankful to her I had lived with my grandmother for two years and I want to talk to you about a grandson's love for his grandmother I'm old school and I don't know about many of you listeners out here but I'm I'm old school as far as like how I was brought up believing family first and that you honor your mother, you honor your father and you pay respects to the elders of your family and you give your all to the elders of your family and even though they give to you but you give your all and you do it with love and you do it with sincerity. And I can honestly say that we've did that and we've done that for her. When I was going through my divorce with my ex-wife, I went to her. And my grandmother let me stay in the house with her. I stayed right in Cypress houses, man. But as I was staying there, I always kept this in the back of my mind. While I'm there, I will never take advantage of the generosity of my family. That I would give whatever is needed of me for my family so that we can thrive together. And... Whatever my grandmother needed, I, I did. From taking her to her doctor's appointments, when and if I could. Taking and picking up the laundry to and from her home and back. 
doing the groceries, cleaning the apartment, sweeping her mop in the floor, cooking her meals for her on the days that the uh, home attendants weren't there during the week. I would rush home from the job that I was working at, Tigerman High School. I would rush from my job, whether if I was in the gym or whatever, I would ditch what I was doing and say, hey, fellas, listen, I got to roll. I got to go take care of my grandmother. And I did just that. I would sit at work and I would talk about the love of my grandmother. My coworkers would ask me, hey, man, how's your grandma? And I would tell my like, grandma's fine, man. I let them all know, too, when my grandmother was in the nursing home. And how me and my family would go and check her and stuff like that. And, you know, one of my coworkers would say, you see grandma? If you ain't see grandma, you getting a chancleta across your head. I'm like, nah, I went to go see grandma. No chancletas. No chanclantasos. No cocotasos either. I got to see my grandmother for the last time. Right before the issues were stated that COVID-19 was shutting down the entire city. And I couldn't go see her. I saw her in February right before these... um statutes came to pass and I got that call from my mom last Tuesday and my world caved in and shattered and it hurts so much that my granny is gone physically but emotionally I know that she's here spiritually and although this show is all about professional wrestling and all, my grandmother was like the strongest woman in the world. And I always called her that. I always called her the strongest woman in the world. That was to boost her confidence because she used to boost my confidence. Especially when I was young and I was going through tough times like being a survivor of uh, molestation. That's um, some things I don't talk about. I'm a survivor of that. And the first person to hug me and to embrace me and to let me know that things was alright. Besides my own mom and my aunts and everybody else. It was a silver-haired lady by the name of Lillian Robinson. When uh, my family was evicted from our home in Bed-Stuy, that same silver-haired lady, along with her sister, helped provide for my family while we were getting back on our feet. We had two meeting places. 639 Cornelia Street. 700 Euclid Avenue. Our other central base of operation was 1137 Bushwick Avenue. That was every Sunday.
when I think about her love, that's all I can think about is that. And I miss her a lot. My grandmother was there when I graduated from high, from junior high school to high school. When I first went back to college, and I got both my associates in my um my bachelor's degree. My grandmother was there for one of my other important firsts, and that was actually preaching in church one time. But I also remember a smile on her face when she heard me sing for the first time in church. As a 30 plus year old man just singing with the men for Men's Day. And I bust out and crying. I bust out in tears crying because I saw my grandmama crying. And those were tears of joy because. My grandmother was proud of me and is proud of me. My grandmother was also there for one of the other difficult experiences in my life as I was going through my divorce. And for those two years, I gave her my time and my devotion, making sure that she was fine making sure she was taking her medicine, making sure that she ate. She bathed her own self. I ain't, you don't have to worry about me being a grandma, but she did that herself. But it was the meal prep. It was the cooking. It was those things that I think about the most when I think about my grandmother. But I think of that all the time I think of it every day now And I've been thinking about it for a while And um As emotional as I am I know that She's gonna be with me for the rest of the days of my life You know we used to read a Read a scripture together a lot Especially when I had anxiety And my problems were bothering me I used to read Psalms 23 verse 6 uh, The Lord's Prayer And She had me recite that Anytime I had problems Like if I was having problems in public school Or if I was Getting in fights and Wasn't winning or You know enduring the You know the The molestation that I dealt with And stuff like that My grandmother was always there And she always made sure We read that prayer together Whether we were in the Bedroom at my mother's house On Jefferson Avenue Or if I was in the kitchen with her Looking at the A train going past um, Plaza All the way from Cyprus I had to tell that to my aunt that That's how good my eyesight was Because I could see as far as 80th Street in Liberty In Queens from the window of the 6th floor from apartment 6F from Cypress Houses. 
I just think of sitting in that kitchen with my grandma with her cornrows in her hair. When she would braid her silver. I think about those things. And as time comes to a close, I know that she's uh, walking with the rest of the grandkids and the great grandkids and the great great grandkids and her nieces and nephews. She's up in paradise with her brother, her husband, her sisters, and a generation of uh, loved ones and lost ones. This is a hurtful and painful situation to talk about because I'm sharing bits and pieces of my life on this thing, but. You know, and I hope that you, the fans, understand what I'm going through because I'm family oriented. I love my family and I love my friends. You know, I stand by my friends and I know my friends stand by me. You know, and I and I thank Dietrich for allowing me to partake in being a being a member of the Team DDOD family. And I thank him for Allowing me to be his tag team partner. And I thank him so much for being my boy. And I just want you fans to know. Those of you that do support this effort. Please do that. Please continue to tune in and to listen to Wrestlers World Experience. This is by far one of the greatest shows. I think on the face of the earth. And... Damn it to hell. I don't think that there's no group of people that are coming together and putting together content like myself and Dietrich on a daily basis or a weekly basis or an hourly basis or whatever. But when we do it, we do it all. We do it all. And I thank him so much for allowing me to share our passions together on this forum so I salute my grandmother also in the process of that as you all can see we've also lost the great Chadwick Bosman our Black Panther Atachala we lost him this week and um, it's um, sad that he's gone due to cancer stage 4 colon cancer I had lost a girlfriend to uh, cancer as well back in 2014 and uh, that was painful as well so I do know what it's like and as I'm scrolling through my phone right now, I'm looking at a picture of me and my grandmother from back in the early 2000s. And I'm sitting together with her on the couch. 
and have my arm around her shoulder. And as I'm looking at my my foundation right here, I just have the same gleam in my eye like when I was four or five or six or seven years of age or 10 years of age sitting with my granny on the couch. She was the greatest teacher I ever had. And I've had a lot of teachers. And I revere my teachers. And when I say that, I'm talking about like people who showed me how to navigate throughout life. You know? So that's my thing right there. I'm excited about that. You know? I am um, I'm going to miss her but I know she's going to be in a much better place and that's the truth I scrolled through another picture and I found one of my little sister with my grandmother this is from her junior high school graduation from um Junior High School 117 in uh, downtown Brooklyn. She went there and um, I went to um, Sat 4, Junior High School 113. Man, I tell you. My grandmother was an awesome woman, man. You know, so that's the story there. I also levitate this um, episode to um, the fallen brothers and sisters who have passed away in this name in the wake of all this police violence against us there was another brother that also passed away as well one of the greatest um, college basketball coaches of all time from the Hoyas he had passed on so I want to levicate this episode to him I gotta find his name he was definitely famous. He was definitely a well-regarded man in the sports world. I'm trying to navigate to find the picture. But I'm seeing all this extra shit. But I'm about to find it. It's coming up real soon. But he was a huge deal, man. He was a huge, huge deal. You know, like I said, he was the coach of the Hoyas. So uh, respect to him. That brother is going to be missed. You know, uh, he led the Hoyas to championships and made them contenders. Competing for uh, 
the NCAA titles. Cranky. <clears throat> so much stuff happening in the world today, man. So much happening. You know? But I keep this in mind that the living is only around for a short period of time only because they're here for a number of time a bit of borrow time and they're called to go home because we're borrowing them just for these brief moments and when it's all said and done we tend to not take advantage of spending time with them as we should but I am blessed once again to state and to say that I um, spent a lot of time with her the last few years and um, I'm forever thankful I truly am so once again ladies and gentlemen we thank you for this uh, tune in we thank you all for tuning in to this edition of Restless Wood Experience. It means a lot to me to know that um, you guys are definitely tuning in and taking a look into the world of professional wrestling from our eyes. And I appreciate the fact that you guys support our effort. Once again, we thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, um, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, we thank you for tuning in. I will hope that we will be back with more content for you guys. We appreciate what you're doing for us, and we appreciate all of the connections that we are making um also if you are a potential sponsor and would like to become a sponsor for wrestlers with experience please feel free to contact Dietrich at his email team ddod at um gmail.com i believe that's it or ddotv.net or something like that. I gotta make sure to take a look at that and get that information for you guys so you can properly uh, email him. But I would still just go along with the team ddod at gmail.com. Hit us on our social medias Mark A.Morell on Facebook, XM Nightbuster on Twitter, M double forty four on Instagram, and um, we thank you for your support, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we thank you for tuning into this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I hate to be somber like this, but it's just how I'm feeling at this moment because, you know, so much has been going on this year. You know. Oh, I also forgot too. I, I I dedicate this also to my um my fallen comrade J Ortiz who passed away um a couple of days before I mean a couple of days after Memorial Day. So um 
this is for him as well. And we thank you for tuning in. Thank you.